Back in the 70s, 80s and 90s, the favourite place for me as a pub was the old Hotel Darwin. Now, I use the word old quite deliberately because the Hotel Darwin of that era was a decidedly different place for the hotel which trades under the same name at the moment. As Joe has just said, in 1999, I was working with ABC Local Radio. Prior to that, though, I'd started my career in media at the NT News. That was 1978. We were where Outback Jacks is today, which is on Mitchell Street, opposite the Hotel Darwin. As you can imagine, the Hotel Darwin was a very, very popular place for the people who worked at the NT News. I used to watch them coming back from their sessions at the Darwin, wounded in action. I can remember a senior political reporter coming in one Friday afternoon very late. He was planning to write the lead story for Saturday's edition. The man could barely sit upright in his chair. Our editor got wind of this and he strode into the newsroom imperiously, as he always did, a very imperious fellow, and he just said to the fellow, get home, you're out. We had a um, copywriter, or a, sorry, a proofwriter, proofreader, I should say, who was um, a charming fellow, very erudite, and um, that was for part of the day. He was also a man of real habit, and at 12 o'clock he'd down his red pen and he'd stride out the door, cross the road to the Hotel Darwin. His idea of lunch was six Bundys and Cokes. So I got to know the Hotel Darwin pretty well early in my life. The Hotel Darwin obviously has a very special place for a lot of people in this town. It's got an amazing history. The Hotel Darwin opened just, it was less than two years before the first of about 60 Japanese bombing raids on this city. And while it was damaged, it survived. When 70% of the houses in this town were destroyed by Cyclone Tracy in 1974, the grand old lady of the Esplanade survived. It holds great memories for a lot of people. It had an absolutely amazing tropical elegance that saw it at times being described or at least compared with raffles. I thought that was perhaps a bit of a stretch, but uh, it was a beautiful old place. When it was opened uh, by Administrator Abbott in 1940, the uh, Northern Standard, the then local newspaper, said with a flourish of parochial pride, it was the best tropical hotel in the Southern Hemisphere. Now, I'm not going to uh, say anything about that because I, I'd probably agree with that. When the um, architects were putting together their concepts for the plan, they actually, they were a team from Sydney and they flew to the Dutch East Indies for a first-hand look at uh, contemporary tropical architecture of the day, certainly in relation to hotels. Apart from the wartime history and uh, that, that type of thing, the survival through the cyclone, we also had um, other events took place there, incredible events. And then there were interesting little facts like Ross Wilson of um, Daddy Cool wrote the words for Eagle Rock there while he was working as a yardman. That was in 1970 at the Hotel Darwin. So about 19, in 1999, we started um, hearing rumours about the possible fate of the, hotel, of the hotel and um, the owners went public eventually saying that they had two particular engineering reports which found that the hotel was structurally unsound. It had um, suffered, it was suffering from concrete cancer. 
which I have since found is absolutely treatable. But let's think about the old hotel as it stood. It was had an amazing footprint in the Darwin CBD. It, it had two bars on Mitchell Street. One of those, the hot and cold, was the first air-conditioned bar in Darwin. It extended down Herbert Street, where it had um, the pickled parrot, and it, into the Esplanade, and of course, the green room, which was very much the heart and soul of the old building. Also contained a, an accommodation section above that. On entering the, um, the green room, you'd see there were green col- uh, columns, there were green carpets, green cane chairs, green cushioned cane chairs. There were six brass overhead fans, tropical gardens on either side. It was just uh, an amazing place. But here it was, the debate continued about the Hotel Darwin. I took countless calls on Talkback Radio about what may be going to happen with it. Some suggested it was going to become a convention centre. Others weren't so sure. But I can assure you of one thing, the public opinion of that day was very much against anything happening to the Hotel Darwin. The owners, for their part, said that it was a very close building to their hearts and nothing, they were hoping nothing would happen. Then on the 7th of September, 1999, one of the principals of the company came on air and he said that, in fact, the days of the Hotel Darwin were numbered. It was, in fact, going to be demolished. Well, this sparked one of the strongest responses I've heard to any story that I covered over a period of 10 years on ABC Radio. The community was absolutely outraged by the prospect of this beloved building biting the dust. The National Trust, for its part, took out an injunction to try and, as a last-ditch effort, to try and save the hotel. That injunction lifted at 6.45pm on the 10th of September 1999. Around about that time, I was sitting in a bar with a mate of mine called Marcus, and that place was called Petty Sessions. There'll be a few people who will probably remember that by another name, and that was Sweaty Passions. It was a favourite haunt for politicians, their hangers-on, journalists and lawyers. Mine host, Ray D'Ambrosio, had a very, very liberal interpretation of responsible service of alcohol. It was a place where the bullshit flowed freely. Reputations were damaged and plenty of people come unstuck. Marcus and I were sitting there at Friday, that Friday afternoon enjoying a few beers and then we heard the sound of extremely powerful engines associated with loud crashing sound. We knew immediately what it meant. It was the beginning of the end of the Hotel Darwin. We didn't say too much apart from a couple of expletives. We left our drinks where they were and we headed for Mitchell Street. Once we got out onto Mitchell Street, we could see two yellow excavators tearing away the roof or the the top deck of the Hotel Darwin, and that was the accommodation section. We didn't say too much. We We actually bolted down Herbert Street and ran straight for the temporary fencing around the what we call it a construction site. That's perhaps not what it was. It was quite the opposite. We jumped up on the fence and we began rather foolishly abusing the construction workers behind the fence, telling them what they were doing was an absolute disgrace. We also tore down the shade cloth. 
At that stage, a number of the construction workers came out threatening us and they began trying to put that shade cloth back up again. We kept tearing it down, they kept putting it up and this, of course, inevitably resulted in plenty of pushing and shoving and I've got to say I was so happy when the police arrived because we were on a hiding to nothing that night. Marcus ended up in the uh, back of a paddy wagon and uh, I realised what we were doing was absolutely futile. I was in danger of losing it very badly that night. I remember shaking with absolute rage through the evening and as we were carrying on, and I've got to admit, I carried on like a pork chop that night at times. But um, thankfully, the crowd had gathered and amongst that crowd was my wife, Camille, and she was able to talk a little sense into me and tell me to calm down. And I joined the others on the side of the road to watch in horror as the Hotel Darwin was torn apart. I don't know quite how long we stayed there and watched that, but eventually we drifted off home and the next morning Camille and I got up and decided to come into town to see what had happened overnight because the workers had continued working through the night under lights. By the time we got there, it was just a sea of rubble. It was very, very powerful, it was very moving. The owners of the hotel had promised that what was going to replace the Darwin Hotel would be iconic and it would be something the people of Darwin would be very, very proud of. Well, I remember for the first period, it was actually a car park. Then 10 years later, the Darwin Palms Resort opened on that site. And I've got to say, I think that what we got is nothing like what we lost that Darwin is a decidedly poorer place for the passing of the grand old lady of the Esplanade. Some short time after the passing of the Hotel Darwin, and we'll call it that, a notice appeared in the tribute section of the Northern Territory News. It reads, RIP Hotel Darwin, 9th of July, 1940, 10th of September, 1999. In memory of the grand old lady of the Esplanade, stored in haste and secrecy the night of the 10th of September, 1999, we had no time to say goodbye. May your demise lie heavy on the consciences of those responsible. Thank you for the happy times. Thank you. <laughs>